Hey friends, this is a shameless holiday plug. My favorite kind. <laughs> for the readers in your life. If you have people in your life that love to read and, they're, and you're like, I need to get them a book. Guess what? You write books. I, I write books. You've and written I have, multiple books. And I have a few of them online at this uh, little known website called Amazon.com. I really hope you can get that starter off the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. They're, uh, they're, 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 they're up and coming. They're I doing think, okay. I think they're, they're going to make it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> um, no, I've written a couple books over the years. Um, one's called Common Grace. Uh, one's called Wedding Toast Don't Have to Suck. Um, and so, uh, for the readers in your life, if you want something kind of new and fun, uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that those are out there. So you can search Josh story, uh, on Amazon and, uh, give a book to someone that reads and I would love you forever. Welcome to Nowhere Close to Famous, where we have extraordinary conversations with ordinary people. I'm your host, Josh Story, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Brooksy. Hey, people. I feel like I had to just like build anticipation there for a second. Do you think you'll ever, I mean, I hope not. What if one day you're like, am I co-host? Not Brooksy. And it's not Brooksy. <laughs> <laughs> um, my co-host, anybody but Brooksy. <laughs> But hey, it's not about me. It's about the guest. And we got to sit down and chat with one of the kindest, in my opinion, most well-rounded people I've ever gotten yeah. the pleasure of knowing, Esther Pay. Very talented person. I I got to meet her when she was a senior at TCU, and you've known her for way longer yeah. than that, but neither of us had seen her in a while. So it was so fun just to get to catch up and reflect. She's gotten to do so many cool things and yeah. is so humble, but is such a good leader. Um, and shared really openly and vulnerably about big parts of her story. So yeah. I'm excited for people to hear it. So uh, I feel like we haven't talked in a while about this kind of like ruined plans and stuff like that, which yeah. was a big theme for it a while. It was a theme there for a while. And uh, shared a lot just about having kind of a plan for how life was going to go and then it doesn't always go the way that you think and how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it was really she, great. She took us back to our roots. That's right. <laughs> uh, so. so without further ado, here is our conversation with Esther Pay. We're doing it. Yay. Welcome. Thank you. Esther Pay, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Um, a, a couple of people have asked me who we were having tonight, and I told them it was you, and they, they were like, oh my God, you know Esther? And I was like, Psh, do I know Esther? <laughs> do you know Esther? Yeah, we go way oh back. We go so far back. Um, too kind. No. Well, we're very stoked to have you. We were talking a second ago. I don't think I've seen you in a long time. Yeah. Three or four years, maybe. Yes. What um What have you been doing since the last time we saw each other? <laughs> well, there's been a lot happening. So yeah. I was in Dallas after graduating TCU okay. um, and then worked in private wealth management. Ended up, there was a few things that happened there and then ended up switching c industries, I guess, completely to yeah. HR. So oh, no way. Ended up doing HR in the same exact place. I was at as a private wealth management analyst, switched over to HR and then um, just moved back to Fort Worth about, nice. I guess, a month and a half ago um, when I switched jobs to a private equity firm down in down in Fort Worth here. Okay. Still doing HR stuff? Still in HR. That's so. quite the switch. It was quite a switch. So <laughs> if you remember in college, yeah. I was a biology major for my first two years. Okay. Wouldn't have guessed that. Right? <laughs> Based on the last minute and a half. <laughs> yes. And so um, was pre-med and finished OCHEM and all the hardest courses and decided... I didn't like science, which yeah. is pr pretty vital. Good to for you. I feel like organic chemistry is the class 
the people decide I don't want to practice medicine or be anywhere near the field. Exactly. Like so many people I've talked to were like, that was the class that was just, it just ended it for me. It, it truly does. It's, it, <laughs> the Lord speaks to a lot of people. Know that <laughs> chemistry. It really does. Like if you think that you could, if you were so happy to get like a 10% in a quiz, <laughs> that is literally that class. That's a sign. You can get a negative percentage score there. Wow. Oh. Insane. Negative 10%. I've got him one time. As an achiever, <laughs> just the thought of that really yeah. bothers me. Yeah. It really keep me up at night. Exactly. That's that's what it did to me too. So. And so what did you change to after that? So I switched to finance. So okay. I ended up working in a lab and was like, maybe I like the lab life a little bit more. Hated it. Um, <laughs> so decided midway through my second semester of my sophomore year that I needed to switch majors. I always loved math and it was always something that just came easy to me. Yeah. So. Decided to go down the finance route, so switched over to finance, and luckily graduated in two years. And nice, been somewhat like loving it. Um, so yeah. ended up going to private wealth management, and when I was in that seat, just decided like it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to yeah. be. Finance is a very broad field, and inside of private wealth management, a lot of what you um, work to become is an advisor. So a lot of that is very much a sales job. Gotcha. I just didn't really want to be more so in a sales shop. Like I love numbers, yeah. Um, but didn't really like that aspect. And I think another part of that is um, you have to take three exams to okay. be in private wealth management mm-hmm. as an analyst in order to trade. And for me, test taking is something that's just super hard. Even growing up, um, like studying for the ACT, I yeah. studied for like four years, I think, for it because <laughs> oh, wow. I'm terrible. Like I started off at like very low score and eventually worked my way up there, but terrible test taker um and so my role actually in private wealth management i found out the day the week of graduation that i got that role no way so it was like i didn't have much time to prepare for these tests yeah totally um so we were expected to work full-time and take these three exams i eventually passed so the first one's the sie okay I passed that one, which is great. Sounds like like a fraternity. Yep, SIE. Yeah. Um, and that was then, one I would not join. <laughs> exactly. Um, then the Series 63, which I actually ended up taking three times for me to pass. Oh, wow. Um, so, again, just not the best test taker, but I feel like for me, it's something that I always know that I need to work really hard in. Yeah, totally. And then the Series 7 was just an exam that's, I think, four hours long or something oh really long gosh. like that. And it was just so difficult for me to pass. And um, it was something that I tried super hard. And I had like a tutor and was working extra hours on it. Yeah. Um, and my practice test, I always went like flew, uh, like passed with yeah. 20%, 20% above, like whatever yeah. it was. But it was really the mind games that came mm. into it for yeah. me. Because in this job, if you don't pass your test in a certain amount of time, you'll actually lose it. Oh, wow. Um, high stakes. High stakes. That's so. Intense. Um, I actually didn't end up passing it. So I was given the option to either find a new job within the company um, within the month or I would be fired. So oh my gosh. <laughs> um, that's kind of how I ended up figuring out human resources, which was yeah. another huge shift, um, but was something that I just, you know, was really, I had two things that I knew that I really loved from private wealth management was working with numbers yeah. and loved working with people. Yeah. I loved being there for people, helping advocate for people, um, advising people. And so those are truly two of my biggest criteria and ended up finding human resources and falling in love with it. So um, that's kind of how my weird, quirky path of getting from 
pre-med all the way to um, human resources kind of came about. Yeah. Was that, was that shift? Was that exciting or was that disappointing? Because it sounds like you really enjoy it. But I also know that like there's certain times where we find ourselves eventually in places that we're like, oh, I'm so glad that I'm here now. But like the path that took to get there is either really disappointing. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. No, I, it was definitely one of the hardest moments. I would say like those two points of switching majors from bio to finance and then switching, switching fields and having to be in that situation with my test. Um, were probably two of like the most growing experiences for me, but also mm. one of the hardest because totally. I'm so type A, if mm. you know me, and I love to achieve and like I'm such a perfectionist yeah. that for me, I always, you know, worked really hard in order to get the results I wanted. And when I wasn't able to do that in that yeah. sense or just didn't really see the right fit, I think it kind of shattered me for a second. And mm. um, I think I realized during those moments, sometimes I placed my identity inside uh, my achievements or my work or um, how hard I work instead of like something stable like my my identity in Christ yeah, and totally. so I think at those moments it was kind of a good wake-up call of okay where where are you placing your worth and where are you placing your identity and um, just kind of taking a step back and being like okay like this is disappointing and this yeah. is hard that you know I'm in this situation but there's nothing I can do about it now and I've learned a lot of things that will take me on to my next path. So mm. I kind of I just kind of thought, I was like, okay, I try my best. This is all I could do. Um, but obviously this is not the path that I'm supposed to take. So yeah. how do I come back? From, how, do, how do I navigate what's next? Totally, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, because you're, I've known you for a long time and I would not put lazy in the category <laughs> of your existence at all, right? <laughs> like you work so hard, you are determined, you're diligent, all those things. And so... I can imagine that not passing that test would have been hard because it's like, it's not like you didn't study for it. It's not like you didn't work for it. You know, like that would be so hard, but that's epic that you found a spot that you actually like. Yes, exactly. And I think looking back, I learned so much in those moments of just studying for the exams and trying to do my job and always trying to, I guess, like say yes to everything and not kind of drawing out those boundaries sometimes in order for me to be able to have the time to work on certain things um, that it it, it taught me a lot during 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 those moments. Can I ask you a nerdy finance question? So when you were doing the finance piece of it, so Mm -hmm. from the private wealth management standpoint, yes, y'all are investing other people's money. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, What? would you tell our average listener that they need to start investing in? What's the move? See, this is why I switched fields <laughs> <laughs> because I was not interested also in like the market. Gotcha. 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 So I loved talking. So we work with the ultra high net worth. So these okay. are people who had, who were very wealthy. Yeah, um, like, and so like 20 grand a year, 30 grand a year. Like, like <laughs> they at least had to have like $1 million of investable assets. Nice. That's, that's so, good. So that's, things that they can just That's a low up, bar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Esther and I met. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, you know, oh very, very wealthy people. Yeah, totally. And so um, I think my favorite part of that job was talking with them and yeah. working with them and working with my team. Yeah, totally. Um, like preparing materials for them and putting together pretty graphs and analyzing the data. But I had like no interest in the market. <laughs> yeah. And that was like a huge Thank problem. God, it's something we finally have in common. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was that was also kind of a sign of like, okay, you're really trying to make this work, but like 
everything that this field is about is something that you're not interested in. Yeah. So you probably should switch fields. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I love that. Um, I thought we just jumped straight in. Let's take it back a second. Yeah, we did. Um, you're from Wisconsin. Yes, I right? am. What's what's the proper way to say Wisconsin? Wisconsin? I don't know. I feel like my Wisconsin accent comes I feel like out when I, I say Wisconsin. I said it, you'd be like, that's not the right way. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, I don't know what it is, but I know that ain't it. I don't know. Um, I think it's just Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Right? Uh, Wisconsin. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Uh, which part did you grow up in? So I grew up in a city called Racine, so right in between Milwaukee and Chicago. Okay. Um, but I actually feel like I spent a lot of my childhood in Chicago. Okay. Um, so my parents were rock stars, and they actually drove me down to dance in Chicago. Oh, no way. Um, no way. Like almost every single day, which was insane. So it wow. ranged between like an hour to two hours, and we switched from a few studios throughout my childhood. But we did that, and then on Saturdays growing up, I used to go to Saturday school, which all my friends now tell me that's really weird, but I just thought that was normal growing <laughs> up. Um, but I went to Northwestern University with my um, two sisters, and we would take Saturday classes and just learn about different things, like oh my gosh, all like the different what? states, and how to okay. code a website, and how to make an app, and just random things. But I went there, I think ever since I was in like grade school. Do you, do you still know how to code and make an app? Um, I sad to say that I lost that <laughs> skill, but my younger sister, she is actually still doing computer science oh, no way. Um, in college. So that's cool. She maintained that, but I did not. <laughs> so, so is dance like your thing? Obviously you yes. went on to dance at TCU. Like yes. when did the love for dance come, come into play? I guess I started dancing when I was around seven. So I started okay. off in like the competitive field of going to competitions and all the fun stuff there. And then I kind of switched over to the concert side in middle school and um, high school. Okay. And so the concert dance side is more so um, like my teachers, one of them was a rockette. Um, oh, wow. One of them was part of like Giordano's, which was um, Giordano, Gus Giordano was one of the founders of jazz dance. So oh, cool. very much that type of style. And a lot of the um, people that I had danced with went off to go to schools like Juilliard and down the professional route. And so I was part of like a pre-professional route. But I would say like my love for dance probably started once. Actually, I think it was almost from the very beginning. Like I always just loved going to dance. Uh, My sisters and I, we all danced together. So I have an older sister, a year and a half older than me. And then your younger sister, um, she's four years younger than me. Um, we all used to dance, and so awesome. we would like choreograph dances <laughs> at the bottom of our basement and perform it for our parents. Yeah. And um, my older sister, she was a little bossy, so yeah. she was always <laughs> our dance teacher. Nice. Um, and she would like force us to do our splits and make sure that yeah. we were flexible. And she was very competitive, so we always had to be the best. Um, so <laughs> it was, it was, it was. I think that's kind of where I started my love for for yeah. dance was just like really in the basement of, you know my my hometown and yeah. with my sisters so being on the pre-professional track like was that your dream for a long time just to go be a professional dancer yeah so i think for a while it really was and um i think kind of the point where i was like i don't know if i really want to be a pre-professional dancer it was probably around like junior and senior year of well maybe sophomore junior year junior senior year of high school okay. so my older sister she was in a level above me i think it was around sophomore year I think so. Um, and she, our, our dance company got invited to actually tour Europe. 
Um, and so she got to tour Europe and I got to go with her. Um, and I didn't dance, but I just was there. Um, and I think just seeing the lifestyle that they have to live of constantly going city to city and Mm -hmm. dance show after dance show and, you know, being nice, not, not, uh, I guess being nice to everyone is like a very kind thing to but do. Like being being, being on. on. Yeah, yes, yeah, totally being on 24-7 was just a lot and being in different cities and being on a bus and traveling 17 hours one day was just a lot. Yeah. Wow. And so I think like just seeing that, I was like, maybe this is really fun for the moment, but maybe I want to do something else um, that's the non the concert route yeah. um, later on. And I think... Um, so that was kind of, I think the moment where I was like, I don't know if I want to do this for my, for my career. Um, I really love doing it. So I really want to keep doing it in college, but I don't know what path that would take as if it was going to be a major or if it was going to be, um, you know, part of the dance team. And so, um, I think that's kind of where the shift came. And I also have always had had at the moment a love for, um, like wanting to be a doctor so oh, my yeah. dad was a doctor okay um and my dad's entire side of the family are doctors and married oh, wow. to doctors so we have like <laughs> every type of doctor in yeah. our family like general surgeon pediatrician so you're well connected very much like a lot of doctors if yeah. you have any doctor problems yeah i i've got your just number, call so. exactly <laughs> um and so i think that was another thing was i at the time really like wanted to become a doctor yeah totally. um rather than becoming a dancer at the moment yeah so how did you get or how did like the whole dance team at tcu how did that process i guess what is that process like yeah so i saw the tcu dance team when i was touring colleges with my older sister when she was figuring out where she wanted to go to college so it's really funny people always ask me like how did you find texas and tcu yeah coming from Wisconsin yeah. <laughs> and um, for some weird reason I think it was just because it was so cold in Wisconsin <laughs> my family would take family vacations down in Texas and we don't have family or anything down here yeah. so but we would just drive down like I think it was like close enough yeah. and or like fly it's down hot here, exactly works. it's yeah. hot enough it like different. <laughs> truly like we would be the type of people that would come down to like Austin at this like one hotel that we would go to sometimes yeah. and um like it would be Christmas, so it'd be cold here. Yeah. But we were like, it's so warm. So we would like be in the pool. Yeah. In, in oh, Christmas totally. time. And we'd be like, That's who amazing. are these crazy people? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways, my sister wanted to come to school in Texas at the time. Okay. So we toured and we went to SMU and then I saw on a map that TCU was nearby. I was like, we should go check out TCU. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, there's also a basketball game. And I've like watched a lot of videos of their dance team. Yeah. Um, so we ended up going and I just fell in love with uh, the TC Show Girls Dance yeah. team. Um, and so from the moment, like I kind of figured out, okay, I also want to go to school in, in Texas. And that was probably around my junior year. Yeah. It was really a point for me to like want to be part of the dance team. Cool. I realized I didn't really want to do the major. I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something fun. Um, I didn't have football inside high school because my high school was so small. Okay. Um, and so I've never been to a football game, but on one of our random trips to Texas, we went to um, the Dallas Cowboys game. Oh, nice. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, and so I was like, that would be so fun to cheer in the dance, uh, cheer in the football team and just see all those different sports yeah. that I just simply didn't grow up with. Um, and so junior year, I knew I had to start preparing for it and, Concert dance is very different than dance team okay. and palms and dancing with palms. And yeah. it's just a different type of style. Yeah. Um, 
And so I, it's funny because I look back in videos now, I'm like, I don't know how I made that dancing because <laughs> I was not good at all. Um, but I started to meet with a palms coach that was in the Chicago area. Okay. Um, and she just would teach me like simple movements, like a low V and a high V. Yeah. Just simple mo- movements that I should have known already, but yeah. didn't because I never did that yeah, type totally. of style. Um, so I started training for that in that way. And then as additions get closer, they do clinics. Okay. Um, for the showgirls, and it's usually the captains who, or people trying out for captain who yeah. put them on. And I obviously lived very far away. So my coach back in Chicago had a girl who was part of the team. Oh, um, cool. And so she would like help me out and like um, send me videos. And we would just go back and forth over video of like me doing it. And she would give me corrections and um, just learning learning style and honestly like i spent a lot of time just watching their youtube videos or videos they posted and like learning from the videos that they did and just like trying to imitate them that way so it was just a lot of like hours in my basement trying to prepare and trying not to fall behind because i wasn't in texas um and then i flew down to for to texas for the audition okay and it's hard to remember but i think it was just a one day audition at the time so they had a clinic i think the thursday beforehand um, which I went to in yeah. person. It was just like a two-hour class. Yeah. Um, and then audition day is just full speed ahead. It's You're warming up all together. You're learning in a minute routine. You're learning the fight song that you have to perform. Yeah. Um, and then you'll usually do kicks and um, like have an introduction as well. Yeah. And so we learned that all in the morning. Um, and then we have to like quickly get ready, quickly prepare, um, get ready like with our numbers get our hair and makeup done and um make sure that we know the routine that we're about to perform <laughs> right. um and then we'll go in in groups of like three or four and um each person will like introduce themselves down the line of judges um the judges have varied in the past as yeah. people on marketing donors that we have um dcc that were oh, wow. um that that were either alumni or not alumni of the team yeah um just a lot of like various amount of groups dance teachers in the area um and so they're kind of make up our judging panel so usually when you walk out you def like i recognize like about two people and i was like oh gosh okay (laughs) these are these are important people at tcu um and so they'll usually have you do your introductions they'll have you slide into your splits you'll do a kick routine um you'll do fight song then you'll do the routine you'll switch lines do the routine again and at the end, they'll usually ask you like a question, either yeah. about TCU or the football team or the baseball team or um, the basketball team, whatever they yeah. kind of want to ask. And it can range from like, what does the red line on the field mean? <laughs> to like, how many mm, championships have we won? Or yeah. what's the bas- basketball coach's name? Or what's the assistant coach's name? And yeah. um, just random facts that we would need to know if we were asked about. Yeah. Um, TCU um, by the media or anything like that yeah. and then we would ask it and we would wait a long time for older girls to go we would have callbacks and callbacks would be good or bad and you never really know yeah um and then you wait a little bit longer and then they come out and like just say your number and oh no way yeah and so they just like read through a list of numbers and you just have to remember your number um and then they ask all the girls who like didn't make the team to leave and then the girls who um, who like numbers were called to like enter and have like a team um, meeting. But I remember my freshman year, um, I met one girl who was trying out as well. And 
we like thought we heard our numbers, but we were just so like had so much adrenaline, I think. And we're so like, are you really sure we're not just hearing our numbers because right. we want to hear it? Right. Um, <laughs> that we actually asked our, our, the coach to come back and say the numbers again. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a wild experience. Then you yeah. come home, you're given videos of about like 14 dances or oh 14 dances plus to learn over the summer. And you come back to TCU two weeks early to go through rookie camp. So. Wow. It's it's a fun process for sure. It sounds so intense though. I had anxiety just listening. <laughs> I was like, there are butterflies in my stomach. Why am I nervous? <laughs> it's definitely a process, and the addition process. I don't think you got. Be- I mean, I think it got better over the years just because I knew the style more, and I had my teammates around me, and I knew more people more than one person that I met on the addition day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always nerve wracking because I think. Once you make the team, you always have to try out again. Yeah. So your spot is oh, like, just because you make it once, it doesn't mean that you'll make it again. Like you have to retry out every year, um, which is also nerve wracking because yeah. as a vet trying out again, you know what you have to lose. Right. Totally. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fun. Handcrafted, unique, timeless. These are all words that describe our spare change. Maybe my favorite sponsor of ours, if I had to pick one. <laughs> I feel like we're getting into dicey territory. No, but they've I mean? been with us the longest, they and have we love the the OG sponsor. We love them, and a lot of our listeners have snagged really good stuff from our spare change using our promo code. And the good news is, now that the holiday season is here, they are making um, personalized ornaments. Ooh. Yeah, they're beautiful. They are so classy. They make a great gift for yourself if you're into that or just anyone on your list. And it's a really cool way to just be thoughtful. So you can get 20% off your purchase at Our Spare Change by using code Nowhere Close. So show our friends at Our Spare Change some love and snag a thoughtful gift this holiday season at Our Spare Change. It probably doesn't take long to realize that Brooke and I love Fort Worth, which is exactly why we are so excited to partner with Uncle Bobby. Uncle Bobby is a clothing brand based right here in Fort Worth designed to inspire wonder, reignite imagination, and give you a break from the norm. The shirts are fun, they're creative, and to be honest, they're just all around cool. And the best part is that our listeners get 20% off anything in the store when you use promo code NOWHEREClose at checkout. So hit up UncleBobbyWasHere.com and use promo code NOWHEREClose at checkout to get 20% off. I feel like every like team, whether it's a sports team or something else, like there's always a culture within that group and that organization. What was the culture like on the dance team? Yeah, so I feel like there was a lot of pressure put on us. Okay. I think that with... Um, showgirls being well known yeah. um, through you know Texas and also like outside of Texas as someone coming from Wisconsin yeah. I definitely knew who they were um, there's a lot of pressure to always look amazing mm. and to um, kind of like be a represent- rep- representative and ambassador yeah, for totally. TCU so I think it was a lot of pressure that sometimes we put on ourselves without anyone ever telling us um, but then also just like knowing you know the name and the eyes that are looking at us. Yeah. Um, so I think that some of my best friends have come out of Showgirls, and mm-hmm. they're people that I still keep in contact to this day. But I think when you have 
a lot of girls in a room sometimes it's just it, there's a lot of different personalities so yeah. it's mm-hmm. all about working learning to work with each other as teammates and um learning to work out the different kinks and i think all of us being such great performers also have an aspect of perfectionism to mm-hmm. us so we're always trying to you know do our best like get into the best spot possible um so i think the environment was um it was great to be surrounded by such inspiring and work like girls who work so hard yeah. but i think it was also it it was a lot of pressure a lot of yeah. things going on not only are you trying to you know achieve a school and do well in school but you also have practices and appearances that you have to go to and football games and basketball games and baseball games yeah. um which i and so many like fun social events that we did together too um so it was such an amazing experience and i would go back and do it again and i'm actually helping them out right now oh, as no well way. yeah so i'm like back being with the girls which um i absolutely love and it's been really fun to kind of switch <laughs> switch gears to kind of be more so from the coach's side um but it's it was like one of the best experiences that i've ever gone through and was so much fun but definitely i think came with its fair share of challenges as yeah. well yeah i mean i can imagine there's so much well so you know having worked with tcu students there is a level of pressure that i think any tcu student feels and i don't I, like i still haven't quite figured out what it is like wh- what it is about that school specifically that everyone is walking around stressed anxious feeling like the weight of the world is on their shoulders like they have to perform at all times but i can imagine being in an organization where your job is to like literally perform then there's an extra sense of pressure to always be on and um that's wild like how did how did you see that like manifest itself like because that's a lot that that's a lot to carry for someone who's between the ages of 18 and 22 especially if you're a freshman in college and you come you show up and there's just so much riding on this opportunity like how how did you handle that yeah, I think that I learned a lot throughout the years of how to handle that pressure. Yeah. I think as a freshman coming in, I was just so excited and wanted to please people 24-7, yeah. which I think is impossible to do. Um, and so... It is. It, it is. <laughs> it's, it's physically impossible. Yeah. Um, and I think you're so right. I think TCU does have like this environment, which is good. It has its pluses and minuses, but it's sure. very high achieving. I think everyone is, you know trying to do the most it's always like who can do be part of the most activities and who Mm -hmm. can be part of the most organizations and you have the constant need to kind of fill up your schedule to the max and push the limits of how much you can you can take on and do well in um and so i think when i was a freshman coming in and everything was new to me i was away from family um, I literally knew one person going in. Oh, no way. I was the first person from my high school to ever go to TCU. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was pretty wild. Yeah. I like truly did not know anyone. Um, and I think with just the bio major, of, I was so used to, you know, working super hard and getting, being able to achieve that A. Yeah. And then just being in the bio majors, sometimes not being able to yeah, achieve totally. that A. Um, and so I think for me, a lot of that turned into a lot of anxiety mm. of mm. just like, I feel like I'm constantly disappointing people, even when mm. the people, I asked people and they were like, no, you're not. And I 
knew that they were disappointed. And you're like, liar. Yes. I was like, liar. That is not true at all. Um, And so I think for me, that turned into a lot of anxiety and just like, I'm Mm. constantly disappointing people. I'm disappointing my parents by not getting good grades. And I'm disappointing, you know, my coach for not remembering this one part of this one mistake that I made inside the quickie routine that we'd have to do. (laughs) And um, I'm disappointing my professors by not, you know, getting this certain grade, um, which were all lies that I think um, the devil was really attacking me with yeah. because mm. they weren't true. Um, but I was just placing so much worth in what other people have, were, other people were uh, saying, what other people that I thought they were saying about me, yeah, yeah. Um, that it just spiraled into this anxiety that eventually turned into like an eating disorder mm. for me. Mm. Um, and I think it just, I let it get to me year over year um, for so long until I realized, like, I just, like, my thoughts were fully consumed with just food and yeah. um, just exercise. Because I think I also took it on an exercise as well of just trying to, like, exercise 24-7. And so I think a lot of that in uh, just the pressure that I was under and a, a lot of the pressure that I truly put underneath myself because yeah. of mm-hmm. my type A and perfectionist mindset Um just kind of like spiraled out of control until I realized at the end of my sophomore year, like I can't think straight and mm. I can't, Dang. you know, I can't keep trying to win everyone's approval because it's impossible. Yeah. And even I think for me, I had a, I, I always had a voice in my head saying like, even if someone was like, no, that was awesome. Maybe like, are they actually telling me the truth? Mm. Um, so I was even doubting the compliments that I was getting and mm. just, and, you know flipping them around in my head and so um I think that sophomore year was really when I remember coming to Christ Chapel yeah. like on multiple Sundays and just like weeping during the mm. service and I was like why am I crying so much <laughs> um and just like kind of realizing like okay like I'm placing my worth in the wrong things mm. and I'm placing you know, my worth and my identity as, you know, whether that's identity as like an A student or identity in being a showgirl or my identity in being a Kyle, whatever it was, and, um, or my identity in being like the best friend that I thought I, you know, could, could achieve. And those were all things that, you know, perfectionism isn't, isn't attainable this world. We're always going to like fall short of it. Um, and so I think it was really sophomore year when I was trying to grab at everything in the world. And it took some like event of just, you know, listening to what the world would say f- would fulfill me to to make me realize like going to parties and, you know, seeing guys, whatever it was, like wasn't going to fulfill me or, you know, thinking, OK, if I was just able to be this size or be able to run this amount um, that I would feel fulfilled and I think once I tried all those things and realized that they wouldn't um I kind of just broke down and was like I this can't be what life is all about and this can't Mm. be you know where I just feel this is this is not like um a place where I feel uh or I'll find my fulfillment from yeah Mm. wow thanks for sharing that's very vulnerable Yeah. yeah dang and what a whirlwind too like it sounds like the way you just articulated it that all encapsulated like in your freshman and sophomore year of college. So you're like 20 years old (laughs) and like having all these epiphanies of dang, like this just isn't it. That's crazy. Yeah. And I think that was like part of, you know, God's grace was just like he, even from the beginning, even when I was going through these thoughts, he placed me around 
really good mentors in mm. like really good community and even just a sense like freshman year I didn't have a car so Christ Chapel was at Arbrook and so that was simply like I was like oh I'll just go here and are you church hopping no I'm walking to this one church exactly because I simply don't have a car um like it's actually funny this is a side note but I used to we had to get spray tans or we got to get spray tans um as part of showgirls and so I like always felt bad asking for people to drive me so there was a couple times when I walked from campus to Blue Bonnet Circle where our no spray tan place was would get one and like walk back like fully you freshly spray tan yeah. no I was like don't don't move like it'll be fine like having like a fan on me um walking back to campus oh and I was gosh. like wow I was just I just wanted to please people way too much yeah. <laughs> man and spray tans taught you that Spray tans taught me that. So (laughs) (laughs) the Lord works in mysterious ways. uh, Truly. (laughs) So a couple more showgirl questions. You eventually became the captain. Yes. Right. Which is crazy cool. Uh, How did that shift happen for you? Because I would imagine coming in, feeling a ton of pressure, and then you get to move into this leadership role where you get to essentially kind of mentor in a way all these other girls who I would imagine are feeling a lot of the same things that you felt coming in as a freshman and sophomore. What was that experience like getting to be on the more mentor side of things? Yeah, it was, it was a huge honor. So I guess like I, I originally actually tried out for captain my junior year as well and didn't actually get in. I remember being like just, disappointed just because I was like I really wanted it but I think it was part of um, God's grace that he didn't because I think that was a lot of where my spiritual growth needed Mm. to happen in order to prepare me for um, that leadership role my senior year so senior year I was um, co-captain with um, another girl my team and then we had a head captain as well and so um, I think it was one of the most rewarding experiences but also one of the hardest experiences Um, I think just navigating through how do you your, your peers with like some part some people on your right. team because you're a senior leading this team and you mm-hmm. have to make sure that you look good and make sure that you call a corrections yeah. and you know sometimes you just have to use like a like a louder voice yeah. um, <laughs> and like tell people what to do which is hard when they're your peers and also like some of your best friends right, yeah. mm. um, and so I think just learning how to you know, you know, lead a team and be uncomfortable and possibly be disliked because you're trying to look out for the better of the team was one skill that I really learned through there. But I think one of my favorite parts was I was so blessed to become the chaplain, I guess, starting my sophomore year oh, as part sweet. of Showgirls. And so my freshman year, they had this Showgirls Bible study that my big had put on. And um, it was just like, one of those places that I always felt safe in. And it was Mm -hmm. a joke that I always joked around with her because I seriously cried like every single time (laughs) that we went there. And she was like, don't, you don't have to be underneath this this much pressure. And she would always like calm me down and Mm -hmm. speak such truth into me. Um, And so that was such a blessing my freshman year. But I would say sophomore and junior and senior year, I maintained um, being chaplain and was chaplain with another girl my my Kyle big actually um my sophomore year and it was really hard I think being in that leadership position be- just because um bible study I guess wouldn't get necessarily the the best turnout like there was <laughs> truly like probably 
four or five times when it was just me and my other co-chaplain who showed up <laughs> for Bible study. Um, but it was just so cool to see, like, consistently just kept having it, just kept having it junior year and kept having it senior year. And eventually, like, junior year, like, more people showed up every time. Yeah. And then senior year was really cool because we had a great group of girls who would meet, like, every single week. Um, awesome. And it was just so sweet to be able to kind of open up about my experiences, like, all the great things, but all the hard things that do yeah. come with being part of the dance team. Um, and just to be able to share with them, like my experience and be the first person, I think sometimes it takes someone to like say it first in order for you to feel comfortable to be like, I struggle with that too. Totally. Yeah. Um, and so it was cool to kind of be in that place to be able to share my experience and help them walk through it and, um, love on, love on them through it as well. Um, and it was cool just to also be in that place with being a co-captain because I think we also get a lot of say about, um, the different decisions we make um within within the team and so it was cool to have that experience of them being like okay like she's our captain and sometimes we have to listen to what she says but she's also not just the scary person that like is not <laughs> right. to do totally. um and that like i'm really doing it just because i care and love about them yeah. um and so it was it it was such a it was such a cool experience just to come kind of see it come um, all the way around and yeah. be able to lead in that way. It was, it was a great honor. Totally. I can, man, I can imagine that that would be so powerful because I do agree. Like we feel so alone at times thinking that like whatever I'm experiencing, regardless of where a person is in life, like I'm the only one that's ever experienced this ever. And it's like, yeah. okay, don't give yourself too much credit. Right. Like yeah. there's <laughs> like, like, like don't flatter yourself. Um, but that's just how, how, we operate and getting to see someone that I guarantee you that they admire like a senior and a captain to say, Oh, a captain that cares about, you know, if I'm, you know, hitting my marks or however you say it, but also cares about my soul. Like that's, Mm -hmm. wow, that's really cool. And that they're vulnerable enough to say, Hey, like this is my experience and here's how I've struggled and giving them the ability to say, okay, this is a safe place to struggle and a safe place to say, Hey, I need help and I need, and I want to process this. I feel like that's uh and what a cool blessing for the girls that were on the team at the time. That's really special. Well, it's really special because I feel like I had gotten that from my show big, you know, yeah. my, my freshman year. So it was kind of like she gave me such a safe place and so showed me those characteristics that yeah. um, I just felt really, really blessed to be able to kind of do the same for the girls um, on the team my senior year. Yeah. Having danced essentially your whole life, was it weird when you stopped dancing? Yes. <laughs> it was very weird. Like, I still feel like to this day, um, it feels nice to kind of be back in that realm yeah. with just, like, helping out. Because um, So our coach right now, she's on maternity leave. Okay. She had um, another cute little baby boy. And so um, I'm helping out just while, while she's out. But it's been fun to kind of be back in that yeah. realm. But I think beforehand, it was just – it was so strange not to have – to go to dance after you know yeah. school or yeah. after whatever it was that I was doing that day, like after, um, um. So it was just it was weird to adjust to. Uh, so I will say, like sometimes I would like practice our old dances like inside my room, and I'd be like, oh, then this is Your probably kind of weird. Like, yeah. What's Esther doing? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it was 
it's been an adjustment, but also it's been um, kind of fun to kind of figure out what what I like to do other than that, you yeah. know? What, what have you discovered about yourself? What do you like to do now that you're not doing 17,000 things at one time? <laughs> well, honestly, my job was taking a lot of my space. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty intense, um, which is actually why I kind of shifted. Um, but it was taking up a lot of my time for, I think, for the, for the time being. But then I think I also was able to get more involved with, with my church mm, cool. um, just because I had a little bit more time than yeah. what I did in college. And um, so got involved with a community group, which was such a blessing. Like we, it, it was such a blessing to find them in Dallas just yeah. because we all became very close and we actually went on like vacation together, oh, which no was way. really fun. We had like a little retreat in Florida, um, which was really fun. And then um, was also just volunteering at the church nursery down there because I love kids. Yeah. Um, so I realized I also really enjoy kids because yeah. I babysat on multiple occasions <laughs> just for fun, like on yeah. a Saturday night. Um, but I just love hanging out with them and um, awesome. babysitting them. So that's been another thing. And then um, just figuring out different workouts that I like. So yeah, yeah. I love a good hit class. Okay. And I also love like hot yoga. Oh, really? Um, so those has been like very fun things or like the yoga sculpt classes. Yeah, yeah. Cause I think it has that similar taste of like moving to music right. and moving to rhythm um, that dance did. And so um, that's, that's been really fun. But for the most part, I've been also just enjoying like hanging out and seeing friends <laughs> and yeah. um, just, just being able to like, do a little bit more of the social activities as well. Totally. That, that's awesome. I love that. It's fun too to, as somebody who didn't know you, I think until your senior year, oh, um, yeah. I think I met you your senior yeah. year, right? Yeah. So I, I, what a fun season to get to know you <laughs> in and then stayed your friend and stayed in pretty close contact with you when you went to yes. Dallas yes. and we're going through that just tumultuous season, I think for lack of a better word. Yeah. And as someone who knew you in that season, like you walked through it so gracefully and graciously and we're so faithful and it's so cool now to like see you on the other side of it and hear you talk about it very positively like yeah like learned a lot and blah 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 but to the listener you didn't just arrive there (laughs) that took a lot of you know real just I feel like doing business with the Lord and being really honest with your community so like Mm -hmm. I love that what what were some of your biggest takeaways from that season of seemingly like by the world standards not measuring up in maybe ways that you had hoped to and now switching like what are things you do find your identity in that kind of keep you steady now Mm -hmm. when you're tempted to be anxious or to use a different measuring cup as opposed to like what you could put your identity in yeah I think community for me has been huge I Mm -hmm. think that I've always been told that um but I think (laughs) truly into like my community group that I found in Dallas yeah I didn't realize what it was like to have a group of girls around you mm. to really hold you accountable and mm. kind of point out like, Hey, like, what do you think is happening there? You know, and being like, Hmm, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, what does the Bible say about that? Um, yeah. and so I think that has just been awesome and, um, has played a huge part in how, how I've been able to get through those hard seasons. Um, and I think also just truly just like reading the, reading the bible like i think for mm. me reading has always been hard for me like yeah. i it's, well you like numbers yes i like numbers <laughs> yeah. but reading is just a whole nother level yeah like always has been um and it, it it's just always been something that has been difficult and not a very fun thing for me to do yeah um and but i think through the discipline of like okay like 
just like reading through every single day like a piece of script it doesn't have to be long or comparing I don't have to compare it to like what other people read compared to what I do Mm -hmm. Um, but I think just staying disciplined in that has really helped me and has really opened up my eye to love to read scripture because there's just so much in like the nitty-gritty detail and Mm -hmm. um, I think also just finding so I've been going through the bible recap so it's yep. like a one-year study, oh, okay. which I have not been doing in one year because I'm a slow reader. So <laughs> I've been trying to do it in three years. Yeah. Um, but even just having that guide and being able to walk through stories that I used to think that were like boring right. um, mm. and just seeing like where the Lord is in those like stories yeah. has just been really eye-opening to me of just like the attributes of God. And um, I think that has also been helping me through those seasons of being like, oh, wow, like this is kind of like a he's going through a similar type of like feeling that I was going through during this time and look Mm -hmm. how God has like brought him through it. Um, and so I think those have been like huge aspects that have really helped me through those tumultuous times. Yeah. Is serving is helping with the dance team now, like, and give you a voice with younger girls. Like what are things that you want to tell them or do tell them of like things you've learned from, whether it was past mistakes or just cool things that you got to be a part of, like what are things you want to impart to kind of people under you? Yeah. So I think um, one thing that I have just been like looking back on is it goes by so fast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I feel like it just went by freshman year to senior year has gone by so fast. I keep telling them, I'm like, enjoy every moment. (laughs) Like I know the 3 a.m. bus rides aren't fun, but like, you'll eventually like miss them and like look back on them and remember them as like some of your best times. Um, so I think just like embracing like the fun parts of it of like, you guys get to dance for so many people. Like you don't have to worry about, you know, exactly that one hair piece is off or like (laughs) what your body looks like in, you know, at all times. Like I think just being present and being in the moment and remembering Mm. like why you're doing it, like that you get to dance. Um, and get to do one of your greatest joys and also like get to do it with some of your best friends. Like how awesome is that? Um, and so I think that's one thing that I've been trying to really encourage is like, this is such an awesome, cool opportunity. Um, so just live present and enjoy every single moment of it. And I think like another part of it, just because of my past is just like really imparting like the body positivity, like your body changes so much in college. And so Mm. just encouraging them that like, you don't have to compare yourself to other people. Like everyone has been blessed with a beautiful body made by God and it's going to change over time. So it's going to be okay. Um, (laughs) And so I think that's another aspect that I've um, just been like really wanting them to remember and take away from. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's really cool. You've done a lot with your life thus far. (laughs) I feel like you've just done a bunch of really cool, cool things but you obviously have a whole lot more story ahead of you when you think about like the next 10 to 20 years where do you hope your story takes you that's a great question you know I have no idea I think that's been a question that I've been thinking about like recently but I think sometimes I feel like I've been trying to plan so much for Mm. the past few years of my life I'm a huge planner (laughs) um and that um every time I've planned, I feel like it's kind of just like, I'm like, haha, maybe next time. (laughs) And it's always just taking a shift, but always a shift for better in a way that I would have never have experienced or never would have thought. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've been really loving like what I've been, where I've been at at this moment. 
Um, but I guess we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. I've been so, loving being back in Fort Worth. And yeah. so whether that is to Praise stay in Fort Worth. <laughs> so it's, it's been, it's been fun to be back for sure. What's, what's changed the most since you've been gone? Huh, that's a hard question. I just feel like, I, I think it's just been different to be back because yeah. The last time I was in Fort Worth, I was a college student. Yeah. Mm. So I think now that, being back as an adult. That shift alone is different. Because yeah. I feel like there's parts of the city that you have no reason to go to when you're in college. Yes. And then now it's like, <laughs> oh, this place is massive. Like, yes. Up? Yes. Exactly. So I feel like I'm rediscovering parts of Fort yeah, Worth. Yeah, totally. And Fort Worth has grown so much. Yeah. There's so many new restaurants, so many coffee shops, <laughs> and like just so much constantly blooming. Um, and so I think that's been like another aspect of just like, okay, how do you do young adult life here? Yeah. That's like not in college. <laughs> um, so I think a lot has changed in, in the sense that like Fort Worth is just growing so yeah, much. Totally. We agree. So the holiday season is upon us and we have the perfect gift for every guy in your life. We're talking Dads, brothers, husbands, sons, nephews, neighbors, neighbors, pool boys. Totally. Yeah. Anyone and everyone. Any guy in your life, we have it. And that gift is a Guy Fox starter kit. As you've heard us say, cologne is bizarrely expensive, but the good folks at Guy Fox have figured out a way to make quality cologne at an affordable price. And the best part is that if you go to guyfox.com and use code nowhere close, you get 15% off a starter kit. And here's how it works. They'll send you a kit with six different scents and you can take those scents for a spin. See which one. You Try like. them all. Yeah. See which one you like best. And once you find your favorite scent, they'll send you a full bottle at no additional cost. It is awesome. So give the gift of smelling good this holiday season with a Guy Fox starter kit. So again, that's G-U-Y-F-O-X.com and use code NOWHEREClose to get 15% off a starter kit. Can I ask you some fun random questions before we let you go? Yeah. Esther, what are some of your, this is like my favorite question I ask. What are some of your oddly specific love languages? So things that make you uniquely feel super loved, seen, and known. Um, I feel like when people, so a lot of my friends write me like really sweet like notes. Ugh. Um, and so I feel like those, I'm just always like, oh my gosh, like just feel <laughs> so loved and known yeah. by that. Or also I feel like um, when, when someone, so I love giving gifts that okay. are like really thoughtful yeah, yeah. and like just like very dumb and so i feel like sometimes when i'm surprised and get one back i'm like oh my gosh this is so <laughs> sweet like <laughs> you recognize this about me so i feel like those are those are two different two different aspects that yeah yeah me. that's a good answer that's awesome what is your favorite story to tell and the way we usually couch this is mm-hmm. um let's say that you're like at a party and there's a lull in conversation and someone says esther we need you to tell a story to get the party back on its feet we, we need to get the people going what would be your like go-to story well I, I guess i don't have like one in specific but i guess like there are a few funny things that have happened to me on the dance team so yeah. i've actually fallen on the football field twice no way (laughs) yes and so one of them was my freshman year and i remember just like 
coming off the field and like bawling, but I don't think anyone had ever noticed. Yeah. But we were wearing jazz shoes okay. on the ter- on like the uh, I think it's real grass yeah. on the on the football field yeah. um, during a halftime performance, and luckily we were facing the alumni, not the students. <laughs> um, but there was a portion that we were supposed to like go from a straight line into a quick pyramid. Yeah. And I just got like tangled up with another girl, and, like face planted, oh, no and way. like got back up and tried to catch back on. But I was like definitely like a count later <laughs> like, than like, everyone. We're gonna else. chalk this one up as a loss. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember coming off the field like bawling, crying, no. and my coach was like it's okay <laughs> like it's gonna be okay uh, and looking back that was just so funny and then another one we were doing a country routine and it was like my favorite downpouring <laughs> and rain yeah. and I like went to like scoot my like leg out and like just went down oh, <laughs> no way. like no my way. boot was just like out and underneath yeah. me um but that one I recovered recovered yeah. well so of course you did <laughs> they're funny to look back on though we did yeah. like a um one of my roommate did a, um, a TikTok of me oh, on yeah. it. And it's just <laughs> so funny because it's like, fall, fall, fall. <laughs> so. Wait, so like the whole video was just you falling? Yeah. She just put them <laughs> back to back. And I was like, you would do this to me. That's but it's amazing. so funny. I loved yeah. it. It sounds like y'all are close. <laughs> we were. We were very close. It was a quarantine activity. Oh, nice. It like resurfaced. And I was sure. like, you have to see this. This yeah. is so funny. That's She's cool. like, I have a great idea. I was yeah. like, I'll send you the videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so this podcast is called Nowhere Close to Famous. However, if you could be famous for one thing, what would that be? So I really love to organize. Okay. okay. So right Stop now it. when I moved to Fort Worth, I was like, so I live by myself right now. Okay. And so I was like, I'm going to organize it. So it's like, have you guys he- heard of the home edit? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Obsessed with them. Yeah. <laughs> and so I literally made my kitchen and pantry like the home edit. And my mom no came way. in and she was like, what is, what is your kitchen? <laughs> and I'm like, I know. I love yeah. it. It's organized. It That's has like awesome. a turntable table underneath and everything. And so I feel like this is such a funny, funny thing to be famous for. But I would love to be famous for being super organized. Yeah. Um, and I'd like have a show. home edit like type of, you know, Instagram story. I'd watch job. that. I mean, it's <laughs> like that's a, a thing now. Like people can be famous for being very yeah, well organized, doable. you know. I can make it happen. I feel like you'd get a pretty big following right off the bat, too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like your ducks are in a row. Organizer of Fort Worth. <laughs> that go. is my next so job. When, <laughs> man, this this podcast really has just become like a Fort Worth podcast. And so yeah. we'll, we'd love to help to support me. You 100%. Yeah. I love it. 100%. Although, Either that or party planning. Oh, I okay. love to yes. like plan out stuff. So I've always thought I would love to be a wedding planner. Oh, I feel okay. like you'd be really good at yeah. that. So I was like, that would be fun because yeah. I feel like I'd be able to calm down the bride, but also <laughs> like really love planning and like scheduling everything out and yeah. making their day perfect. Yeah. So. If I ever get married, you can plan my wedding. I will plan your I wedding. <laughs> I am I down like for be, it. I feel like you'd be very calming. I love it. Go here. I love it. Everything's ordered. I would love to do that. So, well, Esther, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you guys. It was good hanging out. This was so fun. You're so easy to talk to. You guys are so easy to talk to. This is awesome. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our conversation with Esther. And if you did, we've actually just got one more like that. One more before season one is over. That's right. Can you believe it? We've done a whole season. I know. So make sure you hit subscribe so you never 
or so you don't miss that episode. <laughs> and yes, and so even though season one is ending, we will be coming out with season two so soon, and you don't want to miss anything. And another fun way to keep up with us is to give us a follow on Instagram, and you can find us at Nowhere Close to Famous Pod. As always, thanks for tuning in. Stay over there.